Sława everyone, Sława Bogom and welcome again. I am Magda Lewandowska and this is Searching for the Slavic Soul, brought to you by Vitya. Today we are going to discuss the topic of Slavic fate or destiny. So we will discuss Dola, a guardian spirit of each and every Slav and a personification of a Slav's fate or destiny. But, as it typically happens with all Slavic things, it's a bit more complicated than that, so to learn more, keep listening. Prokopius of Caesarea, a Byzantine historian who lived in the 6th century of the Common Era, so that's not even medieval ages yet, that's uh, late antiquity, he wrote about pre-Christian Slavs and he wrote that they did not know about fate. They did not believe that fate has any power among men. Basing on this, many modern Rodnovers forget about fate or destiny. They forget about or overlook or just don't mention Dola, which is in fact, and we know it for sure, a kind of fate or destiny of a Slav. I mean, Dola is more than just fate or destiny, but nevertheless, it's still forgotten and overlooked, and it shouldn't be. Our pre-Christian Slavic ancestors believed that the task of creating or spinning the fate of a human belongs to goddesses, most frequently called Rodzanice, Narecznice or Sudenice. To make things a bit easier, I will be calling those goddesses Rodzanice, but just so you are aware, in different parts of Slavdom, those goddesses have slightly different name. Actually, there is a part of Slavdom where fate is not spun by goddesses, but by a god called Usud. Usud is known among Western Serbs. It's hard to say how old or how Slavic Usud is, but he is without a doubt an exception among the wide dominance of Rodzanice in the rest of the Slavic lands. So I am just going to mention Usud here, so just so you know, and I will not include him in my reasoning. What I will do in the notes of this episode, I will link up a folklore tale about Usud so you can read more about him. The tale is in Serbian, but believe it or not, Google Translate actually doesn't do a bad job translating it, so even if you don't know Serbian, you will be able to get the gist of the story. Back to Rodzanice. According to the beliefs of our ancestors, there were three, or seldom two, Rodzanice, and they arrived at the time of birth of a child. They arrived to spin the child's dola. And again, although dola is uh, pretty much a pan-Slavic concept, there is an exception. Among the southern Slavs, Rodzanice don't spin dola, but they spin, or, as I said before, according to the beliefs of Western Serbs, Usud creates. Whoever spins or creates, it's not called dola, it's called srecha or sudbina. The let's call it function of srecha or sudbina seem to be the same as dola, so to keep things simple, I will use the term Dola as I will use the name of Rodzanice when referring to goddesses or the god responsible for creating Dola. So when a child is born, 
rodzanice arrive to spin the child's dollar. So in a way we can say that dollar of a slav was or is a gift from goddesses given to a child where he or she is born. And it was and still is a truly unique and amazing gift. You see, dollar, the word dollar is frequently translated as fate or destiny, but it does not seem to be a quite accurate translation. If we look at the importance of dollar in the life of a Slav, we should really see dollar as a set of personality traits, skills, abilities, and talents assigned or given to a person at birth. So one could, for example, have a quote-unquote farmer dollar, a dollar that was designed or spun to be best suited for a farmer, a person who lives off the cultivation of the land. But a person with a farmer dollar didn't have to be a farmer wasn't in any way forced or required to live off the land. This person could migrate to a city and become, I don't know, a merchant, for example. But because this person had a farmer dollar, this person at birth was given a set of skills best suited to cultivate land. This person could never really do very well as a merchant regardless of the amount of effort put into honing or developing merchant skills. And no wonder, really, a farmer, in order to do well in life, needs completely different personality, skills, abilities or talents than a merchant. So it's obvious here that the concept of dollar does not involve fate or destiny, meaning the things that one would usually ask a clairvoyant, like, you know, length of life or quality of life or destined life partner or number of children one will have in the future. The Slavic dollar doesn't determine the life of the Slav. It determines the Slav's attitude towards life, the Slav's temperament, talents, abilities required to achieve success in various, let's call it, career fields like farming or trading. So dollar is not a Slav's fate. Dollar is a personification of the gifts that a Slav receives when he or she is born. Dola is spun or created shortly after a Slav's birth and it is a spirit, a supernatural being that accompanies you through your whole life. Dola will share with you the talents and skills and abilities woven into it by Rodzanice, but Dola will not make you do anything. You can do with your life or in your life wherever you want. You can do it with your dollar or against it, but it's your choice. A dollar doesn't require you to do anything and Rodzanice neither. There is no doubt that having properly spun dollar was extremely important for our ancestors. They put lots of effort to make sure that Rodzanice remain happy, content and are properly honored when they were spinning the newborn's dollar. When a child was being born, 
pre-Christian Slavs not only prayed and gave offerings to Rodzanice, but they pretty much bent over backwards to create an environment that was friendly and inviting for the goddesses. They did that because upsetting on or angering Rodzanice could affect the quality of the spinning of Dola. Because in the worst case scenario, if the treatment of Rodzanice or the offerings given to them were not satisfactory, instead of a proper dola, Rodzanice could spin for the newborn not dola, but nie dola. Nie in Slavic languages means not. Nie is a negation, a negative, and in the case of a dola, nie dola means a very, very bad dola, so a bad, a useless, not helpful set of skills, talents or abilities given to a child shortly after birth. And now, if we look at us, the modern Rodnoverse, it's hard to say how many of us have dolas which were spun by happy and content and properly honored Rodzanice. My guess is not very many. <laughs> Most of us were born in cold, unhospitable and sterile medical facilities without any prayers or offerings or a beautifully set table waiting for the arrival of Rodzanice. All of which, according to what we know about our ancestors' beliefs, all of which was necessary to please Rodzanice. So, without all the necessary rituals, we can easily assume that our dollars are, in the best case, spun without care, you know, slapdash from a frail thread, or in the worst case, our dollars are in fact nie dollars, so bad or cursed or miserable dollars, created by Rodzanice who were angered by disrespectful treatment. That is, of course, presuming that we actually have any dollars at all. Because it is unfortunately not possible to say for sure why Rodzanice arrive in the time of childbirth and what makes them spin dollars. And unless they are new sources of information discovered about pre-Christian Slavs, we will actually never know. This is why not a single modern Rodnover can be sure if he or she has a dollar at all. So let's ponder a bit about what could make or encourage Rodzanice to arrive at the time of childbirth and to spin a dollar for a child. One of those causes could be the birth itself. If that's the case, it is possible that Rodzanice were present at the time of the birth of each of us. Obviously, as long as the goddesses were not limited by traditional reach of the Slavic land, in which case Slavs born on a foreign land would have no dollars at all. It is also possible that Rozanice arrive only when a child of Slavic blood is born or, for example, only if they are called by a proper ritual. All these unknowns regarding the nature and, let's call it, motivations of Rozanice are really the only reason why some sort of ethnical element could be necessary in the Slavic native faith. Unfortunately, it is not possible to say what ethnical element could be necessary here. Is it the ethnicity of the child, the ethnicity of the midwife, 
or the ethnicity of other people assisting in the childbirth. So the people who pray or make offerings or perform other parts of the rituals performed called in Rodzanice. Perhaps this ethnic requirement is the place of birth, which in this case it would have to be ethnically Slavic land. But, again, if that's the case, we have another problem. Which land should we consider ethnically Slavic? Because, you know, the geographical localization of the cradle of the Slavs is not really known. It's only suspected to be somewhere on the land of modern Ukraine or Belarus or Poland. But there are other hypotheses as well. And on top of that, the land inhabited by Slavs in over thousand years long history of Slavic people, it's not necessarily consistent with the borders of countries considered Slavic in the modern times. Because, for example, Berlin, the capital of modern Germany, was most likely originally a Slavic settlement. And so were many other places in modern Germany, which obviously are not currently considered to be Slavic land. So there are many unknowns surrounding who gets dollar and who doesn't in modern times. But there is one thing we know for sure. We know for sure that, thankfully for the modern Rodnovers, dollar or nie dollar was not set in stone and could always be changed, although obviously it wasn't easy. Dollar could be changed in many ways. It could be shaped influenced or convinced to change in a ritual meal with a dollar, sort of, you know, negotiation over a dinner. The oral tradition of the Slavs, so the folklore or the folk tales, also indicate that a Slav could exchange his or her dollar for a different one, or, for example, take over dollar of one of his or her ancestors. So there was, and still is, many ways of changing one's dollar, which possibly led Prokopius of Caesarea to claim that Slavs don't believe in destiny, because Slavs believed that they can always change it. They could change their dollars, or nie dollars. So if our ancestors could shape, influence, or even swap their dollars, for sure we are able to do it too regardless of how frail, torn, or not existent our dollars are, we can change it too. So don't despair, there's hope. In the previous episode, we discussed the entry requirements necessary to step on and follow the path of Slavic native faith. Those requirements are known ancestors, abandoning daily prayers and becoming a member of a strong community of reasonable people. Those three elements are obligatory for every Rodnover in order to, among other things, find or change or swap, get to know and develop a mutually beneficial relationship with Ludola. Because in Slavic tradition, a mutually beneficial relationship with Udola is absolutely necessary to achieve any success in life. Well, actually, it's absolutely necessary to survive. <laughs> so, Dola is your guardian spirit. 
It's created shortly after you're born and it stays with you your whole life unless, of course, you swap it for another dollar. But the fact that dollar is a sort of a guardian spirit, it doesn't mean that dollar is there to help you. Dollar will help you only if what you are doing follows and stays in line with your dollar expectations and needs. Like the farmer dollar I spoke about before, it will help you if you want to be a farmer, but it will stay in your way if you want to become something else, like a merchant, for example. And now, if you don't follow your dollar's needs and expectations, it will anger your dollar. Basically, if you don't give your dollar what it needs, you can cause your dollar to become pissed off and frustrated and sometimes your dollar frustration and anger can be so bad that your dollar will, out of spite, spontaneously turn into new dollar. So dollar, the guardian, the benevolent spirit, will, if you don't look after it, become malevolent and act against you. Those malevolent actions of dollar against you, so against the human that dollar is assigned to, those actions will pretty much always end bad for you, for the human. So if you're not in sync with your dollar, if you don't let your dollar express its abilities and talents, things won't go well for you in life. On the other side, however, dollar that is in sync with the human it's been assigned to, so the expectations and needs of dollar are in line of what the assigned human does with his or her life, this happy and fulfilled dollar always acts in favor of its human. It becomes a protective spirit, it brings prosperity and well-being to its human. So the human it has been assigned or span or created for. It is important to understand that the expectations and needs of any dollar are very individual and they depend on the nature of a particular dollar. Therefore, one can have a farmer dollar, a dollar that wants to live from cultivation of the land. Such dollar refuses to make living in any other way. So it brings misfortune to the assigned human. If the human doesn't this for living anything else than cultivating the land. There can also be dollars which want to, for example, live this orderly and wasteful life and help their humans live such lives. Those dollars become angry and unhappy at the very hint of their humans attempting to straighten up to live a productive and, you know, organized life. The existence of such dollars explains cases of playboys or hustlers who, despite lack of stability or responsibility in their lives, they always seem to do well for themselves. But if they try to abandon their hustling ways, they somehow just cannot get it right. So the individuality of dollars, their, let's call it personal or individual preferences, are the reason why it's so important for a Slav to find and understand his or her own dollar, to identify the dollar's individual preferences and either respect and follow those preferences or, if the Slav wants to change his or her life, 
take mindful and well-planned out steps to change the preferences of the dollar or to change or exchange the dollar itself. And here we get to the point on the path of the Slavic tradition when close bonds with our ancestors become absolutely necessary. Because knowing that dollar can be inherited from previous generations, it suddenly makes sense that knowing the life, personalities and talents and chosen lifestyles of our ancestors is one of the most essential tools which we can use to identify, find or acquire a dollar which is sync with our needs. I will illustrate it with an example which, funny enough, it's actually not entirely made up. So, imagine that you are a woman in your 30s and you were born and raised in Poland. Your whole life, both your family and the society kept telling you that having a husband and children, so having a quote-unquote traditional family, is the only life goal worth achieving. You might have believed them, your family and the society, or you might have just wanted to get them off your back either way, for the sake of peace and quiet, or wanting to have this happy and fulfilled life everyone was promising you, you got yourself a husband and you have children together. And you are miserable. What more? It seems that nothing goes right in your life. You constantly argue with your husband, your children don't respect you, you always bicker with your mother-in-law, your work is exhausting and makes you depressed, and your parents keep telling you that you should pull yourself together because you have it all. But really, you just want to kill yourself because you hate your life and you are just so deeply unhappy and disappointed and sad and every day is a struggle and you just don't know why. But one day, at a very boring family dinner, a relative shows you a photo album. Or maybe you find this album yourself while cleaning the house of your grandmother. However you find it, you look at old family pictures and on some of them you see an unknown woman. You ask around and you learn that this woman, let's call her Jadwiga, was your grand-grandmother's sister. And you didn't hear about her before because she is your family's black sheep. It turns out that Jadwiga, when she was 16 years old, she ran away from home to live out of wedlock with a neighbor's son. As it often happens, the relationship did not last. And after a few years, or maybe even months, the neighbor's son married another girl and Jadwiga became a laughing stock for the whole town. She also lost any chances of ever finding a decent husband, and the fact that she did not get pregnant with the neighbor's son did not help here, actually. It made it worse, because when the new wife of the neighbor's son gave birth to twins, the town quickly concluded that Jadwiga was not only a whore, but she was also barren, which pretty much zeroed any chances of finding any husband, good or bad, at all. According to any standards of the society in those times, that should be pretty much the end of Jadwiga's life, but somehow she did not give up. 
quite the opposite. She fought back. She got herself a job. She ignored the hateful looks. She walked with her head up and one day she met a rich Frenchman who fell in love with her. With the Frenchman, she left for Paris and then, shortly before the Second World War, she moved to, let's say, New York. Where, as the story goes, she quickly became a widow and spent the rest of her life wasting the Frenchman's fortune, which, for obvious reasons, the family could never forgive her. As a deeply unhappy married mother of, let's say, two children, you'll listen to this story with excitement, with awe and with a bit of envy. The story of Jadwiga shows to you that a woman can actually be happy without children and a husband. What more? The blood of one of such women flows in your veins. You know that you always wanted to travel. You wanted to learn languages and discover new cultures. Deep down, you know that you never wanted children. For you, being a mother is hard, tedious work, which lacks any emotional fulfillment that was promised by you know, movies, women's magazines, the society and your own parents. So you wonder, is it possible that you inherited the dollar of Jadwiga? Is it possible that the difference between your dollar's expectations or needs and your own life, that this is the reason for the emptiness and sadness and lack of fulfillment you're experiencing? And let's say that you are a Rodnover, or at least you sympathize with Slavic native faith. Let's say that you know the concept of dollar and the ways in which an unfulfilled dollar can ruin the life of its human. Let's say that one evening, following your intuition, you sit at a kitchen table and start a conversation with your dollar, which used to be the dollar of your grand-grandmother Jadwiga. As the Slavic tradition dictates, you make a dinner for your dollar and you eat together. You talk and with painful honesty, you discuss the unfulfilled dreams, the frustrations, the sadness and powerlessness you both share. What will come out of this conversation is entirely up to you. Perhaps you will surrender fully to the needs of your dollar. You will file for divorce and start traveling the world. Perhaps you will reach an agreement, you and your dollar. You come up with a plan incorporating your husband and your children and your freedom. Or perhaps you will find another dollar to swap places with the dollar of Jadwiga. Regardless of the outcome, learning the truth about the gifts of Rozanice, understanding whether you like it or not, that those gifts are a part of who you are, it's all necessary for you to start to better your life. Without understanding the nature of your dollar, or what's also possible, nie dollar, you cannot really grasp what is wrong with your life. Without discovering and understanding the nature of the gifts of Rodzanice, you cannot change those gifts or swap them for gifts that are better suited for you. And knowing and communicating with your ancestors, and let's be honest, with your living family too, 
it's a necessary element to discover the nature of dollar, the supernatural power influencing your life in ways you cannot even imagine. However, discovering and getting to know your dollar and getting in sync with it is not as easy as it might seem. Mostly because every one of us has some sort of a picture of oneself and uh, this picture as it has been confirmed in many studies, rarely matches the reality, or sometimes it doesn't match the reality at all. But to get to know and understand our dollars, to understand who we are and what, if anything, is wrong with our lives, the picture we have of ourselves has to match the reality as close as possible. And this is why we need the friendship and advice of people who are mentally and emotionally stable and who care about us enough to tell us when and how we fall into a trap of delusions. To better explain this, I'm going to give another example, this time an example fully based on actual people and events. So this time imagine that you are a man in your 50s and you have nothing. Once upon a time you had a dream to become a marine biologist and make your own underwater documentaries. You even had a plan how to achieve it, but the terrible, unfair and unjust life just got in the way. The brutal, cruel life just shattered your dream. It did! So, instead of making underwater documentaries, you had to go to work. Imagine that. And you had to tolerate your damn bosses, damn co-workers and even more damn clients. Your wife was always on your case, nagging. Your child cried for you all the time. Your child wanted attention and money and it was just pulling you away from your dreams. Honestly, You don't even regret losing your family. You don't miss seeing your child. And you don't miss your job, which you lost because of this idiot, your boss. If only the bank gave you one more loan, for sure in six months, a year at the most, the world would finally notice and appreciate your talent and unique ways in which you, and only you, can capture the mysteries of the coral reefs. But the bank, as mean as stupid as your ex-bosses, it doesn't want to give you this loan. Well, you tell yourself, perhaps while typing hateful and mean comments on the social media, such is life, such is my dollar. If you really understood the concept of Slavic Dola, you would know that lack of success in your life is the result of having nie Dola. Having a Dola that is cross with you and therefore acts up against you. This bad Dola, this nie Dola, you either created yourself by not listening to your Dola or you got your nie Dola from Rodzanice and you were just too lazy to change it. If you really understood the Slavic concept of strong and supportive community, you would have listened to the advice or suggestion of people who, truly caring about you, pointed out the mistakes in your plans for underwater documentaries making business. But, because you live in delusions, 
which you replace the reality with, you pushed away those people calling them toxic. And you found yourself friends who, like you, have niedolas and who support you and reassure you in your delusions. This is not a very original life story. There is many people that live like that, just, you know, lying to themselves and pushing away any attempts to help them because the modern Western culture, which most of us were brought up in, is a culture that takes away responsibility for our actions. Psychologists and even some scientists keep telling us that nothing we do is wrong and nothing that goes wrong is really our fault. And if anyone tries to put some responsibility on us, we crucify them for their insensitivity, lack of compassion, lack of understanding, for not being inclusive or going even further and including in those accusations racism, chauvinism or, I don't know, anti-Semitism, Nazism and other bad isms. So, according to the modern theory of enlightenment and wokeness, our obesity is not our fault, is the fault of hormones, corporations, mass media, governments, everything but not ours. Addictions are caused by childhood traumas, toxic societies, genetics, everything, but never ever by the fact that we allow ourselves to become addicted. Divorce, crime, domestic violence, ecological disasters, pollutions, pandemic, it's all caused by something or somebody else, but never ever in a million years it has been caused by us. Nowadays, even if you jump into a pool knowing that you cannot swim and you drown, according to the modern theories, is actually not your fault, but the fault of those who did not warn you that if you cannot swim, you can drown in a swimming pool. According to the doctrine of the modern Western civilization, we, the regular folk, we are just amazing. We are unique one and only. We are rough diamonds in the making and we can do anything. And if these diamond dreams of ours don't work, we should never ever blame ourselves. We should instead blame the society or genetics or parents, corporations, patriarchal hierarchy and other evil them. And it's so easy to ride the waves of the enlightenment and wokeness that strips us from any personal responsibility. It's so easy to wrap yourself in layers of delusions and self-deception, so easy to keep explaining your life failures in a way that allows you to remain an innocent victim. Self-deceptive views of reality, they allow you to feel better but it's only a short-term fix, because in the long term, drowning in delusions only makes your situation worse. Because if you live in delusions, you don't address the real issues and it opens the door for further pathologies such as alcoholism, drug addiction, Nazism, racism, xenophobia, family breakdown and others. We have got to remember, slabs who live in sync with their dollars, they are happy and content people. (laughs) 
they contend with their lives. Their lives are going well and, under the influence of content dollars, good fortune follows in their steps. Because dollar is not only fate, but is also a protective spirit. If you live in sync with your dollar, whatever you do, you find it enjoyable and, most importantly, it just works. If you live in sync with your dollar, you don't feel ashamed or disappointed, empty or frustrated. You don't have to suffer, you don't have to create delusions to feel better. You don't have to lie to yourself. Because, you know, self-deceptions, lying to yourself, pretending to be somebody you're not, rejecting responsibility for your own actions and following more or less narcissistic delusions is really not healthy. It's not healthy for you and it's not healthy for people that are closest to you. Hiding or being ashamed of congenital traits such as, for example, lack of maternal instinct, It increases the risk of many illnesses, the risk of premature death, and pretty much makes it impossible to build a fulfilling life. This is why it's so very important that we, the modern Rodnoverse, firstly, find and embrace our dollars, and secondly, that we stop rejecting or criticizing the dollars of our brothers and sisters. Every one of us should focus on following our own path following the wisdom of the ancestors and the old Slavic gods. Our dola, or niedola, is our guide on this path. We should be vigilant and focused while looking out for the signals our dola gives us. So, if you notice that you're losing strength, you're losing will and determination, when your feet start to become heavy, steps more difficult to take and the path full of hardship and misfortune, you should start paying very close attention to the whispers of your dollar. You can hear those whispers through learning about the life of your ancestors, through confronting the lies you are telling yourselves to feel better, and through the help and advice of people who live in sync with their dollars and therefore their lives go well. That's all for today. I hope I managed to explain the nature, functions and the MO of Slavic dollar in an understandable way. If you have any questions, please do ask. You can contact the Vitya's team via Vitya's website, which is witia.squarespace.com or through Vitya's Facebook, Instagram or YouTube channel. You can also email us on witia.daboru at gmail.com. Big thank you for those of you who already contacted us. Your comments and suggestions have been greatly appreciated and some even have already been implemented, which I hope you've noticed after listening to this episode. So... uh, Let's stay in touch, let's keep talking and listening to each other and to our ancestors and let's just keep looking for the Slavic soul. Take care, listen to your dollars and until next time. Sława.